Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 4 of Outdoor Girls in Florida. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Wendy Demko. The Outdoor Girls in Florida by Laura Lee Hope. Come home. Grace's announcement caused a flutter of excitement among her chums, and Mr. Ford's face showed his pleasure and surprise. But a moment later, he had steeled his features into a non-committal mask, for he was really much provoked by his son's conduct, and if this was an appeal for forgiveness, he wanted to be in the proper censuring attitude, at least so he reasoned. We'll see you again, Grace, spoke Betty, as she led the way for the other two girls to follow. She felt that the family might like to be by themselves while perusing the first letter from Will since his last escapade. Oh, don't go! exclaimed Grace, guessing her chum's intention. Stay and hear what Will has to say. I'm sure Papa would want you to. And she looked at Mr. Ford, who was nervously tearing open the envelope. His brother was watching him anxiously, but it was not a kindly look on Uncle Isaac's face. At first, when it had seemed as if something serious might have happened to Will, the elderly man was rather alarmed, thinking perhaps he might be blamed. Now that a communication had come from the youth, seeming to indicate that all was well with him, his former employer was ready to deal harshly with him. He was even meditating on what form of punishment could be applied, and he planned harder tasks for him, in case his father should send Will back to the cotton mill in Atlanta. Yes, stay, by all means, spoke the younger Mr. Ford, in rather absent-minded tones, as he flipped open the letter. We have no secrets from you girls, and if you are going to Florida, and Will is in that neighborhood, he can take a run over to see you. Let's see now, what does that rascal say? There was a caressing note in Father's voice, in spite of a somewhat stern look on his face, and he slowly read the letter, half out loud. The girls could catch a word here and there. Grace was leaning forward expectantly, her lips parted, the strains had told on her, and her eyes were still red from the tears she could not hold back. Dear father and all, read Mr. Ford. Um, yes, I wonder if he's going to ask for money. I suppose this will surprise you. Yes, Will was always good on surprises. Oh, father, please get on with the letter. Tell us what has happened to Will, begged Grace, 
we're so anxious mother will want to know read faster please if you can won't you father all right grace but nothing much seems to have happened to him so far hello what's this though going to strike out for myself can't stand uncle um we'll write the particulars later i have a good chance for an opening i wonder if it's as a waiter in some palm beach hotel there may be a good thing in this i can learn the business the agent says oh daddy please read it right importuned grace we can't tell what will says and what you make up as you go along read it to yourself and tell us what it means then i'll go tell mamma yes and if he says anything about me don't be afraid to come out with it interjected uncle isaac will and i didn't get along well that's no secret he didn't like work and he didn't hesitate to say so i've no doubt he had hard feelings against me but i say here and now that i treated him as i would my own son i made him work harder than i would my own son in fact for i felt that i had a duty to do by will and i guess you did it too well muttered grace with a rather vindictive look at her uncle which look however he did not see well to be frank with you isaac spoke mr ford the boy says that he did not like the life in the factory but i do not suppose he would i did not send him there to like it but i thought the discipline would do him good however he seems to have struck out for himself but daddy cried grace clinging to his arm what has happened where is will where did he go there now he said soothingly it seems to be all right and will is in no danger all your tears were wasted to be brief he writes he did not like his work in the mill and getting a chance to go to jacksonville florida he took it and went without the formality of a good-bye what is he doing in jacksonville asked molly if we go to amy's orange grove we may see him he writes that he has a chance to get in with a concern that is going to develop some of the everglade lands went on mr ford referring to the letter the company plans to drain the swamp and grow pecans oranges and other tropical fruit and nuts will says he was offered a sort of secretaryship to one of the developers and took it he asked my permission to stay and make good as he calls it he thinks it's a great chance better even than the cotton business isaac oh yes i suppose so there's a lot of folks being fooled in those everglade developing concerns though they're fakes to my way of thinking but let him live and learn that's the only way are you going to let him stay down there asked grace well i don't know said mr ford musingly i don't bank much on will's knowledge of affairs this company may be all right and again it may not i'd rather investigate a bit will says he went on again referring to the letter that he is sorry he went off in the abrupt way he did but he felt that it was the only method to pursue he says that he feared that you would stop him if you heard about it isaac i'd have tried anyhow was the grim comment and 
as the opportunity had to be taken up quickly or lost, Will went away in a hurry, continued his father. He says he wants to show all of us that he could make his way in the world if given a chance, and he doesn't want to come back until he has done so. He thinks he has had enough school. He sends his love, too, to all of us and to his mother, and says he will write again soon and run up for a few days to visit as soon as he can get the time. Mr. Ford's voice faltered a little as he went on. After all, he loved Will very much, and he knew that it was only the spirit of a proud boy that was keeping him away from home. Are you going to let him stay, Daddy? asked Grace again. No, Grace, I think I'll write to him to come home, replied Mr. Ford. I think this has been a lesson to him. He gives his prospective Jacksonville address in this note. I'll just send him a wire. Going to the telephone, Mr. Ford dictated this brief telegram to his son. Come home. All is forgiven. It's like one of those advertisements you see in the newspapers, said Grace with a little laugh. She was much relieved now, and so were her chums. They could think with more pleasure of the prospective trip to Florida. But if Will left you a week ago, Uncle Isaac, I don't see why this letter only now arrived, spoke Grace. When is the postmark, Father? It reached Deepdale today, but it was mailed in... Let me see. Why? I can't make out the other mark, nor the date either. Let me try, suggested Uncle Isaac, putting on his glasses, but he had no better luck. Either Will carried this letter around in his pocket after writing it, said Mr. Ford, or he dropped it in some obscure post office where their canceling stamp was worn out and letters go only once a week or so. The letter was written on the night he left your house, evidently he said to his brother, indicating the superscription. I guess the mail down your way is not very certain, Isaac. Not always. Well, I'm glad the boy is all right. I tried to do my duty by him, as I promised I would, Jim. I know you did, Isaac, and I think this will be a lesson to him. I'm glad to have him back, though, for I... I've missed him. And again, Mr. Ford's voice faltered. So have I, said Grace softly. And this will make Mama's headache better. I'm going up to tell her. And we'll be going now that you have good news, remarked Betty. Wasn't it odd to get good and bad news so close together? But the good came last. And that makes it the best, observed Amy with a smile. Mr. Ford gave Grace her brother's letter to take up to her mother while he and his brother prepared to go downtown again to finish transacting some business that had the called the Southerner up north. And I guess I'd better telegraph Will some money while I'm at it, his father said. He writes that he has plenty of cash, but his idea of a lot of money is a few one-dollar bills and a pocketful of change. I'll wire $25 to him in Jacksonville to come home with. I'll be down in a minute, girls, 
called Grace as she hurried upstairs to her mother's room. Wait for me, and we'll talk about this Florida trip. When Grace came down, having made her mother happy with her good news, she was eating chocolates. Now we know she is all right, laughed Betty. End of chapter four.